everybody and welcome to the true wow true crime squad <laughs> this is katie weaver and i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's it I going 30 wednesday night again i know feels like it came really fast it's going good obviously i've been playing with hair dye today yeah just playing huh uh, well, not really. Someone else did it, but it's supposed to be more purple than this. It looks really, really red right now, but we're working on it. But thank you. I was telling my stylist, I'm like, I will know if this hair looks good because I have a live stream tonight and there are going to be a lot of comments <laughs> about my hair. But I do actually really like it. It's really fun. I just wanted to do something really different. Mm -hmm. Well, it's super duper cute. I really like it. Good for thank wedding you. season. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, I have three weddings to go to in the like next 10 days. So it'll be easy. Yeah. Somehow wedding season came in August for our family and we are running oh with weddings. Yeah. Wild. And somehow Scott managed to weasel me into doing all three of them. I have questions about that because mm -hmm. I thought was, this was supposed to be, you know. Yeah. He was going to officiate at least one of those. And now it's me. Anyway. I think. Probably fine. But yeah. B.S. Completely bananas. Yep. Right. But it'll be fine. Right. I need a few freckles. That's the thing. I'm not really a red hair head, but it's going to fade cool, I think. And we're going to put a purple wash on it that I think will help, too. And I do really like it. I did my yeah. whole head this time, which I don't normally do. So, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it uh, washes and what it does. And that's one thing I love about hair color is the way that it fades and, you know, like it has mm -hmm. all these different um, phases. And I think that's fun because then it doesn't mm -hmm. stay the same all the time. Yeah. That is kind of fun for sure. Well, good. Well, you know, we're just doing uh, August in Idaho right now and not a lot to report uh, other than <laughs> the wedding prep for us. It's been pretty quiet at my house. Right. Puppy really had to jump has. on the couch today, so that's uh that's not great. But uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she's naughty. She is so naughty, you guys. Oh, I forget how stubborn and naughty basset hounds can be. Oh yeah, yeah. The queen and sassy. She sits at my feet and sasses me if she wants my attention or wants something. Mm. Ooh, good thing she's cute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It has been quite a true crime week. Quite a it true really crime has. day. So uh, yeah. I think let's get right into. We need to start with we have no daybell news tonight. Ah, but we do. We actually do have a little bit. I know it seems we do weird. Have a little bit. I know. Not a lot. But I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you what it is because it is actually pretty mild, minor. But uh, Justin Lum reported this morning that the uh, Maricopa County uh, Attorney General Attorney's Office told him that uh, the paperwork for Lori's extradition from Idaho to Arizona has been sent to Governor Hobbs uh, earlier this yes. afternoon. Arizona so, yeah. is on it. Mm -hmm. So now uh, Governor Hobbs has to sign the requisition and send it over to Idaho. And they still are saying it'll take three to six months for her to be extradited uh so yeah that'll happen now she can waive extradition or she can have an extradition hearing that would be dumb as hell but she might just because uh she has the right to and she likes to be in court. she is who she is so yeah mm -hmm. yep so we'll see what she decides to do with that but uh yeah just a teeny snippet going on in in lori land it's Last nice night, to see things working though you know mm -hmm. as far as that happening like Arizona's taking it up, you know, things are still moving. I'm glad to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lori's family are all saying they've never heard of the near-death experience before. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. I figured that was a damn lie, and it was. 
Uh, well, Julie Rose says she stole it from her, but I wonder who Julie Rose stole it from. That's just my right. thought. But right. that's just, you know, my personal opinion. It's a circulating and, you know, story. Now, allegedly and for educational purposes only. <laughs> right. Uh, there to quote was, one of my new favorite TikTokers. <laughs> mm -hmm. There was some hubbub that happened in Pocatello last night. And there was a rumor on Facebook that there was a stabbing at the women's prison and that there was a huge police presence there. And so, of course, I'm like, holy shit. As it turns out, no, there wasn't. There was some kind of a legal situation that happened uh, a few miles away. Ah. A huge police presence at, but it wasn't actually at the prison. So if you hear anybody saying that there was a big thing there, there really wasn't. Uh, locals confirmed that, no, this isn't at the prison. It is near the prison, but not at the prison. So don't uh, don't listen to that, Jazz, if you're hearing it from anybody. Now here I am spreading the rumor around. But I'm telling you, it, it, that I'm was just saying, true. Yeah. Not true. Yeah, That's the thing, though. As long as she's in that prison, there's going to be stuff. There are going to be rumors in that community that that kind of stuff oh, is going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, and it'll women that are getting out of prison will be lining up to do interviews about her. Okay, <laughs> so though. Oh. I'm sure we'll hear plenty. We will. We will. Cause the local news is going to eat that up. Mm. I wish we knew anybody that was incarcerated there currently. We don't. <laughs> Not that I, I know of. don't know people in prison. I've only known one person that went to prison in my whole life. Not mm. true. I've known more than one, but, um, my, my husband's family tends to go to prison, so I thought some of them might have an answer for me, but. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, we'll keep our feelers out. do a little asking. Maybe there's somebody. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, they, they like me. We're friends. I'll, I'll reach out. Uh, I, yeah, because uh, I really would like to find somebody, uh, you know. I'd really like to find somebody in that position. Right be so At least incarcerated with her that could give us some inside scoop yeah i mm -hmm. am gonna start being Lori's pen pal i've been kind of waiting for the arizona stuff to settle yeah yeah if you do it too soon it seems suspicious i think and mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah like maybe someday i'll have a new segment called letters with Lori. <laughs> oh god <laughs> Fingers, okay, I have trouble with this because I have RA, so I have to do it for myself, but fingers crossed. Oh, I hope so. I can't do that either. I wonder if Mark Means is on her visitors list. Oh, my God, to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> kind of doubt it. Right? Yes, I am Maybe shopping for to... prison friends, right? Yeah. Maybe what I should Only do. Only one. Well. Maybe too many. But Maybe what we should do is befriend, uh... oh, gosh. Robin Lee Rowe. Robin Lee Rowe. Ooh, Maybe that should be your brother. assignment. You befriend Robin Lee Rowe. Okay. I'll still work on befriending Lori or other people that are in prison with her. We're going to get there. We're going to try. There. Okay. I'm going to give that a shot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give that a shot. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can do this. We can. Yeah. People like we us. God damn it. <laughs> we are actually both pretty good writers. We're both published authors. So I think we can probably, you know. Yeah. Do a little something there. Well, at least show interest. Like Robin Lee Rowe, she's been in prison for 35 years. She probably appreciates a letter here and there and would probably Maybe. be amicable to a friendship of sorts. All I'm saying. Worth a try. I don't know if Worth she watches our podcast, but Robin Lee Rowe, we would like to talk to you. Yeah. I'm going to be sending you a letter. What's wrong with us? I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> Already, I'm like I'm, I don't know. We'll see. I know I, I'm gonna keep your feet, keep your feet in the fire. That's you probably that's what will. I'm gonna do. Yeah, Lauren Zelli probably would talk. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, here's the thing, yeah. you guys. The inmates at Madison liked her. They liked her. She was not hated. I mean, she was hated for the things she did, but as a human, she was a model inmate. When Judge Boy said that, that was true, according to every account I had heard. She was not. Mm -hmm. Uh, a problem she didn't no she didn't get in any trouble she didn't have any like demerits or whatever they call them there you know no. she really did fine and she did get along just fine with the other inmates so 
Yeah. Anyway, I have no idea if they can watch YouTube from prison. I was they just have saying, tablets that I don't they know. can do certain things with, but we don't know for sure what all you know they can do. In prison, <laughs> well, they have those in jail, so probably not in prison. I don't know. Yeah, I have no right? idea. Narcissists actually. are easy to get along with as long as you don't cross them. True. That's the thing with narcissists. If you wound them, mm -hmm. totally different deal. Oh, yeah. If you be their friend, you're probably going to be fine. Maybe befriend a guard, right? Dear Facebook, are any of my Facebook friends a guard? Uh, yeah, you're worth knowing. Oh, I used to uh, know a girl whose husband was the warden. He's not the warden anymore, but. Uh... Ooh. Mm -hmm. We have local hookups like you wouldn't believe, as you all know. <laughs> Ted Bundy was nice, too. That's true, Grad. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wild. Okay, well, let's keep moving because we do have actually a ton of cases tonight. <laughs> we do. We've gotten uh, way sidetracked. We have, but this has been fun to imagine. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, and way less than fun news and news that will just infuriate the hell out of you guys, I'm imagining. Talk to us about Troy Driver. Friends. Troy Driver, you may remember, is the man accused of murdering uh, Naomi Irion. She was the... Um, a young woman who was waiting in her car at like five o'clock in the morning to take a bus to work. This was in Nevada. And he got in her car and they drove the car away. And then her body was found a few days later. Uh, he took his own life in prison, guys. Yep. Troy Driver's dead. So no trial, no justice for Naomi Irion's family, for her sister that has been so active on Twitter and just, I just, I'm heartbroken for them that they don't get any kind of justice with this dude. And maybe it feels like justice that he's dead, but he certainly did not get a trial. And it, nope. it, it is infuriating. It is. It's especially infuriating because this was his fourth attempt. Yeah. How were yeah, they not keeping not him? Well. Yeah. Well, and they, I mean, there was some time where he was incompetent. I mean, there's been real questions. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. How was he able to take his own life in prison? Yeah. No, jail. So they're in, or, or in prison or in jail. Yeah. I mean, right. And he was in a maximum security jail cell and mm -hmm. he had no contact with other inmates. They should have been looking at him really closely. So the Nevada State uh, Police Division of Investigation is looking into his death. So there's an investigation going on. And once that investigation finishes, which they think will be next week, then there will be a press release to explain more. Mm -hmm. But we don't really know exactly. Um, Yesterday they were calling happened. it self-asphyxiation. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what most prison suicides are. Yeah. Um, now, let's see. Irion's brother, Casey Valley, said, I deeply regret that he took the easy way out before the trial, but I have no doubt in my mind, given what I've been privy to, that he is the perpetrator. A lot of mixed feelings at the moment. I'm yeah. sure for the family, that's rough. I have been on Twitter with, uh, with Naomi's sister since her disappearance. Yeah. And when the news broke, she deactivated her Twitter account. I can only imagine. I just, I can't oh, even imagine. Yeah. I'm just so angry. Right, yes. Israel Keys did the same thing. Ariel Castro, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it is certainly a thing that happens. Um, yep. But yeah, it does make me sick. Yep. Yep. So we'll remind you one more time of the family's campaign to trust the family. This was the hashtag they circulated uh, after Naomi's body was found and Troy Driver was arrested. Because, yeah. as you recall, this family did a lot of the police work themselves in the early beginning. The brother did. And I had to absolutely beg the police to get involved and acknowledge that Naomi was missing. Right. They did a bunch of their own investigation mm -hmm. before the police even got involved. No. Yeah. Very, very frustrating. Yep. Yep. So there's that. Well, there has been quite the excitement in Utah today, if you haven't already heard. Oh, my gosh, you guys. 
going to show and you this stuff feels around. local to us even though we're in idaho we are in this corridor that is connected to all of these communities and because of our upbringing connected to these communities so when mm -hmm. this stuff happens there it feels like it's very much local to us right well i went straight it to his facebook page to see uh if he had friends that were local to us and it's uh, right. locked now so i could family it. members easily yeah. could easily his could. last name definitely indicates that he could yeah so we're talking about craig robertson Craig Robertson has been making threats against the president, the vice president, the director of the FBI, and the uh, Alvin Bragg, the New York City DA, for quite a while. These are a few of the things from his Facebook page. Perhaps Utah will become, a, become famous this week as the place a sniper took out Biden the Marxist. Essentially... Long before Biden was coming to Utah, this was happening. But since it was announced that Biden was going to be in Salt Lake today, his uh, stuff really amped up. These are just four of the many, many, many posts that he has made. In my dream, I see Joe Biden's body in a dark corner of a D.C. parking garage with his head severed, lying in a huge puddle of blood. Hurrah. Mm. I hear Biden is coming to Utah. Digging out my old ghillie suit and cleaning the dust off of the M24 sniper rifle. Welcome, buffoon in chief. And, hey FBI, you still monitoring my social media? Checking so I can be sure to have a lo loaded gun handy in case you drop by again. The last time the FBI confronted him, it was as he was walking out of an LDS church. Yeah. And because of some of these things that he'd been posting on social media, and yeah. he had a bit of just a verbal altercation with them and told them to come back with a warrant. Well, they did come back. And with then posted all this stuff threatening to kill them. Yeah. And then reposted all of it. All of that got reposted in the last couple of days uh -huh. with Biden actually making a stop in Salt Lake City today. Yeah. So, you know, the FBI went ahead and swung by this morning about 6 a.m., about 5.45 a.m. it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Uh this guy has posted extensively about his how many guns he has and his uh, willingness Photos. and ability to use them. He's 75-ish and a veteran, uh, is my understanding. Uh, right. Pretty unhinged and pretty scary. And so, yeah, they swung by to take him into custody this morning. The arrest affidavit is absolutely chilling. I read through it this it afternoon. Is. Most of it is this same kind of stuff that I showed you guys. The stuff that he said he wanted to do to Alvin Bragg is absolutely terrifying. It's horrifying. And so they showed up there, and we don't know exactly what happened yet. Uh, they haven't released a lot of details. What we know, a neighbor said that he heard flash. He saw a huge police presence around 5.45 a.m. surrounding Craig Robertson's house. He heard flashbangs. So I'm guessing they threw flashbangs into the house. He heard them three times command Craig Robertson to come out with his hands up. And then there was some gunfire. And we know that Craig Robertson was killed in that uh, action. Uh, yeah. Some people are already putting him on a pedestal like he's some kind of a folk hero. He is not. He's a criminal. No. This is scary stuff. And the FBI well, he made had... it very clear it was going to be a showdown with the FBI if they came back. He's got yeah. post after post after post about that, threatening the lives of the officers that of the the two agents who had spoken to him before. Yeah. I mean, this isn't just little threats. This was big no. threats. Oh, no. The arrest affidavit is really something. I'm not going to read it, it because we don't have time, but I highly recommend that you Google it. And, and read it's disturbing. It. It's very disturbing. Yep. Yeah. And this guy no, made it pretty clear. not First Amendment rights. Yeah. No. Yeah. You cannot threaten the President of the United States. We all know you can't. And then when you threaten it with ways to back it up, when you are in the same state where he's going to be on that day, sorry, but you know. Yeah. It's just not going to fly. Give me a break. Yeah. Awful. So thank goodness they did pay attention. Yeah, uh, let's see, Amanda said, I'm glad someone paid attention before something happened, at least agreed. I'm guessing yeah. people had reported his page right and left. I will imagine just looking at those posts, if that was showing up on my Facebook feed, I would be like, 911 FBI, 
-hmm. because I mean, it's not just one or two. I mean, it's over and over and over again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Joelle, good point. She said, just a caveat. I hope it's on video. I do not want to view it. Yeah, me neither. But no, I hope I it is too, because uh, oh, I'm, I'll bet it is. They, that's, everything is filmed now. Before all the folk songs start being written about uh, the hero, Craig Robertson. Yeah. Right. Scary. I don't care which president is scary and not scary. okay. And the threat, the stuff he said about Alvin Bragg absolutely turned my stomach. I'm not even sharing that on this show because it's horrifying that much. Yeah. The very mm -hmm. detailed ways that he wanted to murder him is, mm -hmm. it's terrifying. It really is. It's, it's really terrible. So there you go. Uh, we've been saying for a while now that Utah is not okay. And it is still not okay. Still not okay. Oh, uh, I wanted to. Oh, go ahead. I just wanted to answer a question really quickly. Let me find that um, about the Wagner case. Somebody said there's a hearing uh, trying yeah. to drop the charges. Well, that hearing, according to what I'm finding, that hearing already occurred. That the, jar the, the charges um, agreed with the prosecution to dismiss the charges against Frederica Wagner. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she is the, the, the grandmother of that yeah. crew and that she lied um, to a grand jury and she lied about some bulletproof vests that were in her home and that those charges were dropped at the end of June. So if I can't find who posted that, but if you know something else, it tell was me. Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lindsay, if there's something else, you know, of, but what I can see here is that those charges have been dropped with the agreement of the prosecutor. Interesting. Well, yeah. she's not the biggest fish by any stretch. No. And they're probably just damn tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. I they are and you know they've got one trial left. There's a hearing on it tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. I don't know what that is. This this reporting was of June 27th that that was oh. dropped. So if you well, if you see something else let us know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's another charge that they haven't dropped yet. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Adam Montgomery. Adam Montgomery. I said something real rich about him earlier, but I can't say that on the air. Well, <laughs> can I? Can't I? Mean, I? Should I? Will I probably? I <laughs> I said Adam Montgomery can suck my dick yeah, because he's a it. rotten douche. Mm -hmm. So um, he was in court a couple days ago, you know, because he's just always on trial for something else. And uh, he made a statement to the judge. He said, I did not kill my daughter. So please do not consider anything concerning that case when you sentence me for these charges. Mm -hmm. I mean, what? Gross. Ugh. The thing that we good. Jenny says off. he can suck her dick too. Good. Well, okay. Awesome. All of them, Adam. Bitch. Oh, um. I just cannot stand him. And when they he stands up with me. that arrogant bullshit yes. to that judge, when his little girl is still missing and presumed dead, mm -hmm. ooh, I just I have nothing for that guy other than a punch. Well, and tells the court not to sentence him based on judging him about what happened to his daughter because he didn't kill his daughter and he loved his daughter. Uh-huh. Then where okay, is she, Adam. bitch? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Ass. Anyway, that just turned my stomach, man. Mm -hmm. He's so disgusting. Yes. Well, speaking of disgusting, let's talk about Jordan Bowers. <sighs> do we have to? Yes, we do. And a little bit of news about Oakley Carlson in general. So let's talk about Oakley Carlson because that'll take us into Jordan Bowers. Oakley Carlson, of course, is the missing four-year-old from Grays Harbor, Washington. She has been missing now for a few years. And her parents have not been charged in her disappearance. And it's so wildly frustrating. Now, her dad, both parents did have some charges for not taking care of the health needs of an older sister. 
there's a sister that's about a year older than Oakley that has a congenital issue that she doesn't grow. She's also blind, and I didn't know that. But uh, she has to have yes, and she has to have daily injections, and they just weren't doing it for about eighteen months. Just weren't doing it, and so they did get charges for that, and they got charges because the children that were in the home had methamphetamine in their systems because it kind of looked like these guys were cooking meth in the house, Uh, and so. They both did go to prison for a little while, a little while for that, like less than a year. Mm-hmm. Andrew Carlson is out. He is living life. You know, as if he doesn't have a missing child that likely one of them or both of them killed. He's certainly not out looking for Oakley. Now, is he? Mm-hmm. No. Not at all. Sure not acting like a grieving father whose child is missing. That's for damn sure. No. Now, Jordan, the mother of these little poor little children, she did get out of prison on the other charges, the charges that uh, had to do with the neglect charges, but was immediately rearrested and charged with a bunch of identity theft and fraud. She's just a fraudster in, like, every way you can think of. Clearly, because this shit just keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. So right before it was supposed to go to trial, she took a plea deal. And she is going to be, she was sentenced to 43 months. Still, no Oakley. Still no, no charges. Still, what the hell is happening? But there was a... Some interesting, there was a, sorry, this came out on August 1st. This is a document that gives us a little bit of information. It's actually fighting out uh, health and welfare and the sheriff's office and some information that the sheriff's office had subpoenaed uh, or demanded basically from child welfare about these kids when they were investigating Oakley's disappearance and they supposedly uh, asked for or were able to receive some of the information regarding the parents that was uh, maybe illegal or dubious that they should have received it about their uh, care and addictions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And her attorneys were the ones that were fighting this. And I don't fully understand it, so I'm not going to pretend as if I do because I don't, except for that what in the actual fuck? Really? Right. But we learned a couple of things that we didn't know. One of them, at least that I didn't know, is that that poor little thing is blind, the older sister. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other one is that one of the children told DCFS that... Oakley was living in a cage under the stairs. They had a cell or a cage of some sort living under the stairs. You remember that their house burned, partially burned. Yeah. And the parents blamed that on Oakley and said that she started the fire. Remember, she was about four. So yeah. If your four-year-old starts the fire, you know whose fault that is? Yours. Yeah. Yeah. And that she was uh, punished for that. And then, of course, the school principal came to the house with some supplies for them. And she's the one that discovered Oakley was missing. Finally, about a month after Oakley went missing, Andrew finally filed a missing child charges. They told police that they lost track of her. And they weren't even sure what the date was. But they did lose track of her around like, ah, we don't know, from this date to this date. As you do with a four-year-old, don't you know? I have wondered all along. How were they living in that house? Right. I mean, most people, if you have a minor fire, you're out of your house for a while, right? Right. There's always, at least, you know, the smoke, the smoke um, smell and stuff has to be cleared out. It's not safe. Well, apparently the insurance company told them they could not live in the house, that it wasn't safe. And they were just doing it anyway. With those little kids. With those little kids. Yep. So... One of the children told DCFS that when Oakley started the fire, she was beaten and put under mom's bed for a while and then put in the woods. 
Mm -hmm. They killed her, hit her body, yep. and then yep. after a while put her in the woods. Yep, that's sure the hell what it sounds like. Uh, one of the children also told DS DCFS that they were told they were not allowed to speak about Oakley anymore. That Oakley was no more. That there is no Oakley Carlson. And that the wolves ate Oakley. I cannot understand a criminal justice system that can hear those words from children for a child that they have lost track of and these parents get no charges for that. Mm -hmm. This child is obviously dead. Where else would she be? Wandering yeah. out in the woods till she's 18 and just walks out right. safely? I don't. And we've seen this happen so many times. And it, it is a problem across the United States. I don't know in other mm -hmm. countries how these things are happening. But when they happen here, if that baby's body never turns up, they can never charge the parents. Yeah. I cannot understand that. How is this the way people they have been are responsible screaming. for that child's life? Mm -hmm. People have been screaming from the rooftops in Washington to do something about this. And yet, here we are. So, yeah, Ferry no. said that the... Uh, the social worker on the case got promoted to supervisor after this. Right. Because DCFS really dropped the ball on this case, too. Really dropped well, the ball. Well, everyone has. But legally, everyone. part of their problem is that they can only work within the law. Mm -hmm. And child protection laws are individual by state. Yep. That's a really important thing to understand. You should mm -hmm. know what your child protection laws are like. In Idaho, our child protection laws are parent protection laws. Yep. Our primary goal is reunification, which most states are, and I do understand that to an extent, but it really is parental rights laws, not child protection yep. laws. Yep. And this For is sure. why this shit happens, mm -hmm. and these people just go free because they just keep their mouth shut and don't tell anybody what happened to their little kid. Yep. It's so sickening, but it's something you really need to know and know what are your laws and mm -hmm. find out what's happening, you know, in your in your criminal justice system in your state. How yep. can there not be more that can be done in this situation? Yep. Right. Also, Children don't have where any Where the rights. hell are the grandparents? Where are the aunts and uncles? Where are right. everybody else that are related to this child? Why aren't they screaming from the rooftops? But they're not. Right. Now, there Everybody's was a family. got their mouth that, shut. Right. And there was a couple that had fostered Oakley for years, for most of her life who fully intended on adopting her. And then one day she was just unceremoniously jerked out of their care and handed back to mom and dad when they were sober for long enough. I know. It's and so sad. And here it is. And they're the only ones that are still fighting to find out what the hell happened to Oakley and to get justice for her. Because her parents really... certainly aren't. They don't give a flying fuck. No. But they know. There's no. nowhere to look because they know. So I put a crime online article in the chat room. That is where this uh, document that I'm referring to is at, if you're interested in reading it. But uh, I'm never going to stop talking about Oakley Carlson. No. Never. Never. However, I'm going to stop talking about her right now because we got to keep moving. Uh, Chris, but, did you yeah. want to talk to us about uh, updates in Rex Hewerman? Yes, this will come as no surprise to everyone else on the planet of Earth that has a half a brain. But Rex Hewerman does, in fact, have to give a DNA test to the prosecution. So if you remember, Rex Hewerman is the Gilgo beat is the um, thought to be has been charged with four murders in Long Island, the Gilgo Beach killer at least part of the Lisk killings, you know, this is a very famous unsolved case mm -hmm. of multiple deaths. Yeah. So when they tracked Rex Hewerman down, because they had some DNA, mm -hmm. they, he threw away a pizza box with some crust in it um, out in front of his office and law enforcement witnessed that, took it, they tested the pizza, the, the DNA on the pizza crust and matched mm -hmm. it to Rex Hewerman, right? That's, that's right. how they were able to have probable cause to arrest him. So now his attorneys have contested that the prosecution didn't really establish enough probable cause for them to physically witness a DNA sample being taken from him and processed. Mm -hmm. And a judge said, 
Yeah, no, you're definitely given the swab. So mm-hmm. it's just the it's just the system working the way that it's supposed to. And of course, we want to make sure that the pizza crust matches Rex, blah, blah, blah. You know, we mm-hmm. want all of that for sure. But holy shit. Yeah. But yeah, so. So he is but now. It, but it won't go into CODIS, right? Until he's actually. Not yet. He has to be convicted. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they can they can compare individual cases, and there are some that they've been wondering about. There's a lot of um, investigation still going on because there's thoughts that he these are not the only four uh, murders he did. Um, so they will actually have the DNA and can compare it, but to actually go into the system, I do believe he has to be convicted. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we shall see. Um, yeah. But yeah, that one blew me away. I mean, I shouldn't because I know this is just defense attorneys being defense attorneys, but holy crap, man. Yeah. And the judge was basically like, there's nothing to lose here because if, in fact, the pizza DNA was not Rex Heuerman, then maybe he's not the killer. So there's right. no, oh. there's n- nothing for the defense to lose in this right. because it could have you know, it could actually work on their favor. It's not going to. I mean, they were very sure and they surveilled him for a long time. I mean, it's not like there's a question, but the right. judge was like, this hurts no one. So, yes, of course, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. Good. Good on the judge. Well, uh, it must be, Joy, I saw your comment. Uh, I'd like to see a podcast do a detailed study on all the four-year-olds that have gone missing since 2020. It would be interesting. I mean, I can think of about six right off the top of my head. Yeah. That we're covered. talking about three of them tonight. Uh, yeah. So we've talked about Harmony, we've talked about Oakley. Now we got to talk yet again about Jessica Mast. Yes. Now Jessica didn't disappear. Jessica's body was found, but Jessica was murdered. If you guys remember, a couple of years ago, uh, the just a day or two after Christmas, she was uh, murdered by her parents and the neighbors. They were Mennonite families who were trying to beat the demon out of her mother. And so they'd been coming over every day and for weeks and dishing out beatings to mom and then decided that also those beatings were going to have to happen as well to the children. There was four-year-old Summer, there was the two-year-old little boy, and then there was an infant that was unharmed, thank God. But the two-year-old little boy was beat within an inch of his life, but he did live, poor little thing, and Summer was killed. And we've been waiting Jessica. for justice, or not? Yeah, sorry, I'm looking at summer. You saw summer, summer yeah, Wells. summer Wells is yeah. another one, right? Jessica was killed, and we have been waiting for justice forever. So, With Mary, people who were arrested immediately, who we know were involved, it's so. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mary and James are mom and dad, and Mary and James were both bailed out almost immediately by family, and have been living with family, just just living uh, ever since. And we also know that the children were taken by family. Now they weren't supposed to have any contact with those children, but the fact that they were just out for like two years, you can't tell me they didn't have plenty of contact with those kids and each other because I just will refuse to believe it. Right. Absolutely. They did. Give me a break. In the meantime, finally, Ethan, the neighbor, Ethan Mast, uh, had pled guilty. Well, now mom and dad have both pled guilty too. And they have now their bonds have been rescinded and now no one's out. Courtney, the girlfriend of the neighbor who was involved in this much, much younger than the rest of them. She has just been found unfit, uh, mentally unwell. So unfit to stand trial. So now it's going to be six more months to reevaluate her. She's the only one that hasn't pled. And so now we're waiting for her because they're holding all of these guys in jail, withholding sentencing until the last trial is completed. Right. So we're just waiting. We also know that James has now fired his attorney and is representing himself. So good. Great. Luck. Good luck with James. that, James. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yep. So that's what's going on with Summer Wells, or not Summer Wells, every time. That's what is going on with Jessica Mass's case. 
still no justice for Jessica. It is insane. It is. The fact that they have all four of these people and they had a body and they still can't get this done. And we have all these cases with these children who've never been found. Yeah. I mean, we have three that are pled guilty. Yeah. yeah. Like what? Ugh. It is bananas. But uh, every once in a while, I go and look for an update on this case. And that's what I found. So I'm passing it on yeah. to you guys. That's what's up with Jessica Mast. So, Christy, let's see. Uh, <laughs> talk to us about Alec Murdoch. Oh, Murdoch. Alec Murdoch. Whatever the hell his dumb name is. <laughs> Alec, Alec, Murdoch, Murdoch, whatever. He generally is has the most hubris of anyone I think I've ever seen in my whole life. So, if you remember a while back... There's all this stuff going on about the death of Gloria Satterfield, who was the housekeeper of the Murdoch family, and um, and she died supposedly in a fall on their property in 2018, right? So a while back, he um, wanted to uh, take back his confession of judgment in the lawsuit over her death. You know, he already made a statement about what happened, but he just wants to judge. I want to, I, I want to take that back now. I don't really want to say what happened. Mm-hmm. And the judge was like, are you motherfucking kidding me, Murdoch? You're mm-hmm. still in here with this shit. And said, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening. You're not doing that. You know, can you imagine what this judge thought when this came up? Oh, like, I'm seriously. Sure. Go to prison forever, dude. You're already there. This is no the pettiest, meanest, like, stupidest shit. It is. I mean, he's still fighting stuff. He's in prison forever. Mm-hmm. And now he's got 9 million um, financial crimes against him and all this stuff. It's like, what the hell, dude? None of this is going to get you out for the murders of your wife and son. I no, just can Now he's just trying to kick judge. anybody in the face that he can. Yeah, he's just trying to hurt... Gloria Satterfield's sons, who he defrauded mm-hmm. to begin with, who finally did get their money out of him. And now he, you know, he, is he trying to get that, get the money back? Probably because that's all he gives a shit about, clearly. <laughs> well, with some real uh, assumption from some of the people closer to this case, from things his attorney said, that they were trying to preserve his accounts as much as possible so that they could get paid. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they want to be sure they get paid, which mm-hmm. fuck all the way off with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you took on this dumbass. What? Mm. These are the people that during his trial were staying in a $20,000 a week establishment on yeah. his dime. Yeah. But Gloria Satterfield's son should have to, not get paid or give back the money they've received because Alex is a big fucking liar. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Paula, I would pay big money for ringside seats to that. Alec Mm -hmm. Murdoch, Lori Vallow, Nick Alaverdian, and Ghislaine Maxwell in the same room. Can you even imagine? He's trying to prove the superiority. He goes in that room blow up the building. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what they would be doing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They right. they could can we just put them on a desert island together and just let them find it out. I hear there's one available. <laughs> oh, um, Epstein Island. <laughs> oh, gross. That was a horrible joke. Uh yeah, he could get a public defender. It's true. Could you imagine if at some point <laughs> Murdoch has to claim indigence? <laughs> That's he what would kill him. That it. would literally kill him, and I would be there for it. How is he allowed to have any money at all after all the people he's defrauded? How? How right. is he allowed to have any money at all? He shouldn't have anything. No, he shouldn't. He should be indigent. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Hate him. Hate Such him. Jackass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... We did Vala, we did Mast, we did Carlson and Robertson. Okay. 
So you, what do you have left? Coburger. Coburger. Yep. So, oh, what? Yeah, Coburger. Oh, Coburger. Okay. I think that's so, all we've got left. Coburger's attorneys have filed the for the third time a motion to compel Leah Larkin. Now, Leah Larkin is one of the roommates that wasn't killed. She's one of the roommates that was holed up in her bedroom when, mm-hmm. when the roommates were killed in, the, in Moscow, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And boy, does the defense want to talk to her. And she's mm. in Nevada, and she is refusing. Oh, yeah, for, don't forget Duggar. Yes, Josh. Um, is, she, we're going out on a high note with Josh. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah, we are. Um, she is refusing to respond to any subpoenas. The state of Nevada has said that they don't have to force her to do anything and that they're not going to. Mm-hmm. But the people that really want to talk to her are not the prosecution. It is the mm-hmm. defense. Koberger's team really wants her. And we've heard all kinds of um, theories and conjecture and rumors about why that is. But we mm-hmm. do not actually know why that is. He has mm-hmm. implied it has something to do with his alibi. There's been an implication that maybe she was in on it with him. We don't know if any of those things are true. But for some reason, those defense attorneys want her. They want to talk to her big time. This is the third motion to compel. Mm -hmm. The problem is she left the state and there's just not a lot of power considering she's not charged with anything for Idaho to force her to respond. So I don't know what it's really about or if it's just a big show, because I think we're seeing a lot of big shows out of Koberger's defense. The whole refusing to turn over his alibi like it was Mm -hmm. some big important secret. And it turns out he was driving around at night, you guys. Yeah, we know he's driving around at night, killing four people. Duh. We all knew that. Um, But it's I don't know. It's it's just weird. Are they just trying to th- throw guilt, you know, throw um, doubt out into the world that maybe she's involved? Maybe there's something there that could totally be because mm-hmm. they've been trying to do that all along. Um, is that what this is? Or does she legitimately have some information that we don't know that is right. important to this case? I, I don't know. But at this point, she is totally resisting. Well, it's interesting to me because we had a source uh that gave us some very accurate and interesting info about the Daybell Vallow trial as it was happening that told us that by the time Kohlberger was over there would be charges on a roommate and mm-hmm. we kind of said well we don't know who that would have been and we don't know and just conjecture at this point, but we did have a source that told us that that turned out to be absolutely 100% correct about everything they told us about De Belvalo and are definitely in a position to know that. And so every time the roommate thing comes up, I go, what is, we weren't told which roommate, but we were told a roommate would have charges by the time this was over. And so it is interesting. It is. But Leah Larkin is the one they keep going after. I mean, they keep trying to force her to talk to them. And so we don't, yeah, we don't know what it means. But obviously that source was absolutely correct Mm -hmm. in all of the Dave Alvalo stuff. So Mm -hmm. guys, I wish our source could tell us more. And obviously we have sources we cannot talk about or share at all. Of course, Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Right. And see, Aaron, I think you're right. Aaron says, Brian's on borrowed time now. I think he's being difficult just for the hell of it. But uh, yeah, right. I mean, mm-hmm. if anything, they're throwing some um, doubt out there into the world because that's what they that's what they want to create is reasonable mm-hmm. doubt when it comes to his trial. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is interesting. Just really interesting. Yeah. What, what, what would they, they charge her for? Did she let him in the house? Did she know who he was when she did she see him that night too and know he was there? We don't know. We don't know. I mean, his camp says that her testimony will exonerate him. Now, right. do you believe that's true? You probably don't. I don't either. No, 
but I'm still really curious about this and I don't want to conjecture too far into the weeds because I don't want to be that kind of podcaster, but this is pretty curious. It is, but allegedly for educational purposes only, because mm -hmm. as far as we know, Leah Larkin didn't do anything. She's not charged right. with any crime. No. The police are not looking for her. It's right. And, and as, as far as our source, we weren't told what roommate. So we don't know. We don't know. No, we weren't. No. But it's pretty fascinating stuff for sure. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And true. Just because she knew him doesn't mean she's responsible for the murders. Any of right. them. Absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we don't, we're not trying to throw her under the bus at all. It's just oh God, interesting no. uh -uh. that they have continued. They were trying to compel her to have to come to Idaho for his preliminary hearing. Mm -hmm. Then the preliminary hearing, of course, didn't happen because they went to grand jury instead. But they are still mm -hmm. trying to get her. Mm -hmm. They want to talk to her and she does not want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Pretty fascinating. There's definitely some stuff going on behind the scenes. There is. And, you know, I mean, I, I think that Koberger has very, very good defense, mm -hmm. which I think is excellent because this is the kind of case that we want to be 100 percent sure on, because this is going to be a death penalty trial. This is, you know, this is serious shit. And we want him to be adequately represented and have all of his rights protected. And that's so important. Absolutely. And so it's good that he's well. He has four attorneys now. He has like several different um, experts on his team now too. And it's extremely mm -hmm. expensive to us here in little old Idaho, unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, because it's all on the state's dime, mm -hmm. but I'm glad because we want to be sure. Yep. For sure. Right. Samantha, I'm sure she's tremendously traumatized and doesn't want to talk to anybody about this ever again. Oh, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. My God. Could you blame her? What a horrifying, horrifying situation. Yeah. Curious, for sure. Well, let's do end on a pretty high note. Oh, can you? you remember little Joshy Duggar, who was convicted of child pornography and was sentenced to, I believe, 12 years in federal mm -hmm. custody and has had a hard time following the rules because, gosh darn it, Joshy hasn't had to follow the rules before. He's been one of the special pups that cute little Christian white boys in his family that held all the power. And, of course, his wife Anna and his gazillion kids have followed him to the penitentiary in Texas and are living there so that they can, she can at least, see them because, you know, he's not allowed to see children due to the fact that he's a pedophile, a convicted pedophile. And Joshy and his, uh, his daddy just keeps opening up his pockets to pay for more defense and more defense and more defense. And his attorneys just keep filing more shit because they're getting paid. This is my, uh, these are my guesses. Okay, this is my opinion. Uh, well, Joshy, his attorneys were filing a brief a while ago, a few months ago, uh, to appeal the whole darn thing. Because gosh darn it, Josh didn't do anything. This, this was just wasn't the thing, guys. There sometimes. Who was out of state at the time, but he could have done this all remotely. Maybe, sort of, kind of, could have. We don't know. Maybe with his mind, even. Who knows? Mind. And also, um, you know, why not throw somebody else under the bus? That's a relative who, you know, didn't do a goddamn thing. But okay, all for Joshy, right? Well, but darn it all. Josh got in trouble at the prison. At the same time that, yeah, child sex abuse is better than child porn. I agree, Paula. Uh, he was in prison. While he was in prison, he managed to acquire a cell phone. Now, you can imagine that little Joshy Duggar is not supposed to have a cell phone. But he had one. Contraband. And so he got in trouble. What? All these consequences. Don't they know who he is? Anyway, he got consequenced. And <coughs> was in solitary for a while and wasn't allowed to have any visitors or, uh, you know, anything of the like and got consequenced. But the funny thing is at the very same time that he got in trouble, his attorneys were filing this big appeal to say that it's just not fair. And he just maybe kind of sort of didn't do it and someone else did or planted something on his computer and set him up or all the things we did not prove at trial. We just still think it's not fair. Right. Because well, I don't want to be in prison. I don't like it here. I don't want to be here. 
He doesn't like it there. Sit yes. and spin, Josh Duggar. Except don't. Life. I don't have any gloves on. Gross. It's a hard life. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not. Uh, anyway, well, guess what? Darn it all. The judge said, no, no, no. Appeal denied. Bye-bye. Stay in prison. Keep your children safe. Amen. So there you go. Denied. Yeah. Appeals court upholds his conviction and says, nah, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. So absolutely. yay for that. Yay. But this reminded me of uh, something I heard last week that made me laugh so hard I cried. Uh, for real. <laughs> Tears streaming down my cheeks. Uh, and it's not about Joshi, but it's about some other people who think that they are above the law. And if they don't like it here, they can go home. And it's the Chrisleys. Oh, <laughs> Oh, boy. Dear God, Todd and Julie Chrisley are in prison, you know, because they committed millions of dollars of fraud on the government and on banks. Uh, they even signed that poor crazy old grandma's name to a bunch of stuff. Uh, they're the worst. And all the while that they're doing that stupid show, Chrisley Knows Best. And, you know, as usual, the call was coming from inside the house. They were oh, yeah. the criminals. Uh, while they were pretending to be so rich and fabulous, Todd, who had to fly from, I think, Georgia, where they lived, all the way to Los Angeles every three weeks to have his fancy little hairs cut. Todd, your hair never looked good. It never did. You overpaid by a lot, bro. You should have oh, gone yeah. to a corner barber shop and you would have had a better job than you were getting. But anyway, they don't like it, guys. So their kids have a podcast. And... In the podcast a couple weeks ago, the kids were talking about how terrible the conditions are. Wouldn't you know, Julie, I believe, is in Florida and Todd is in Georgia. And there is no AC in those prisons. And it's hot AF. Yeah. You know where it's hot? My house. I don't have AC either. It's hot AF. And I'm not even in prison. But that's okay. That's fine. That's an aside. But they are unhappy. And Todd has filed a request with the court multiple times that just keeps getting ignored, requesting to just do home confinement because he doesn't like it here. And for some reason, I the mean, just keep going, sit down, shut up, bye bye. Fuck around and find out. Like, mm -hmm. come on. But let me tell you what they said about the medical facility that Julie's in. Julie's in a prison that's specifically for people with medical needs uh, because she does have some autoimmune disorders and, and some illness. Okay. okay. And, and that's fine, Julie. I, that's fine. I suspect you're not nearly as much the criminal mastermind here as Todd is, though you're both dumb AF, but whatever. It's fine. Her kids with straight faces said on this podcast, as if this was true, there are rattlesnakes in the prison all over the place that's what the daughter said and then the son said it's not just rattlesnakes it's all kinds of venomous snakes they're all over the prison <laughs> are you two joshing on me right now <laughs> they round them up and throw them in the prison i mean come on <laughs> apparently in florida if you find a poisonous snake you just throw it over the walls into the uh, the prison can right. you even imagine that for the love of god anyway so, oh, Julie's in Kentucky. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. A rattlesnake that lives in her cell. There's all kinds of oh, poisonous I'm sure. snakes, venomous snakes in the prison. So anyway. Well, I mean, you were married to Todd Chrisley for a long time, so you should be pretty used to snakes. Just mm -hmm. kill it. Little ones. Real Very little small ones. ones yeah. 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 I will say quickly, um, because Halo asked about Alexi Treviso, which is a case we have not been covering, but she's a young woman who... Had, gave birth to a baby in a hospital. Um, she is uh, dumped the baby in a trash can. Baby didn't make it. Oh, yes. Okay. And she's now, she's been arrested for it, but she's now blaming a nurse in the hospital and trying to say that it was actually a nurse in the hospital. Yeah. She's a trashy little shit. Mm -hmm. But, yes. you know, it's hard to cover everything. And sometimes the it dead is. baby cases are just more than I can take. For sure. But I did see that. Yes, I'm sure a nurse did it. That's right. That's the best it's you could come up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So not cool. 
Yeah. But also, I why don't they put Ghislaine Maxwell right in with the Chrisleys? Yeah. Like it. Right? That was my question, Colleen. Does Kentucky even have rattlesnakes? Like, we have rattlesnakes. Oh, she Are says no, they don't. The <laughs> she says they don't have rattlesnakes in Kentucky. <laughs> I didn't think so. Because, like, that's more of a desert snake. We have rattlesnakes. It's I the only venomous so. snake yeah. we have. I'm like, I don't, that doesn't even sound like the right thing, but. But did you hear about the preacher this week? This was one of those churches that uh, like do like real wild cult kind of uh, Christianity worship stuff with vipers. Mm -hmm. And this dude uh, apparently has been bit by a viper 10 times and all 10 times he has refused medical care because Jesus and, uh, he died. Their church Good claims. Lord. Yeah. Their church claims that uh, vipers are as important to the worship in their church as the Bible is. And anyway, their pastor has now crossed over the rainbow bridge <laughs> because of the 10th viper. Bite. I just, I, I don't understand this world anymore, guys. I, <laughs> I I don't get it. Like, can I get a refund on my ticket here? Like, what? <laughs> His nine lives were up, right? Like, what the hell? I guess so. My question I mean, is, did people take little children to this church that didn't have a choice? I'll bet they did. Around those snakes. Yeah, yes. to be around those snakes. That is so scary. Yeah, I've seen a documentary on, on Yeah, it took 10. 10 times. Yeah, that's pretty amazing that he lived the first nine times. It really is. Anyway. I guess so. no one sucked out the poison? I don't know. Yeah. No. Again, more of the uh, fuck around and find out club. So anyway, but I, I'm amazed that it took nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, wow. So anyway, poor Julie Chrisley is spending her days swatting venomous snakes away. Yeah, that's, I am so sure that's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, guys. Okay. Like, don't say that on your podcast because you sound crazy, but whatever. <laughs> right. And I mean, that's like actually provable stuff. And do you think that most people believe you? I mean, I know the prison conditions are not good. Do I yeah. think there are venomous stakes in people's cells? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. How do we find these stories? I... These are the circles we run in. I it's really I guess. I, when you Google too many true crime things, uh, this is the kind of stuff that starts coming up, you know. It just kind of finds us at this point. Mm -hmm. I don't even have to look very far anymore. I whenever I hear about someone, you know, that after they get arrested, what their search history looks like, I'm <laughs> like, holy shit. Uh oh. <laughs> what does mine look like? <laughs> I know. <laughs> It is true, but you didn't. Yeah. You didn't do the crimes to back it up, like mm -hmm. you know, Hewerman did the crimes to back up his horrendous searches. Yeah. Yes. True. You know, true. I agree, Joel, that I do think that prisons in in super hot places where it's really dangerous, the heat is dangerous. They should have AC. They. I agree. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. But you know, who who knows yeah. what's even true with those dummies? Right. Well. Yeah. True. Maybe they just don't turn it up high enough for them. Or maybe they don't. I mean, there was that case out of uh, Phoenix a few years ago with Sheriff Joe, who was in big trouble uh, because of oh, the yeah. inhumane conditions. But he was having work camps. I mean, he was making prisoners sleep outside in tents to work on, do like road work stuff in the dead of summer in Arizona and yeah, like seriously life threatening situations. Degree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely. And I agree with you entirely. There is a line there for sure. Yeah, there is, there is. But also, agree, Cranky. If you don't like prison, don't do the crime. Duh. Well, I mean, we can say that, but how many people have we seen now that didn't do the crime that have been in prison for like thirty years? True. That is, that has happened. That However, side of it too. These fools yeah. we're talking about, not those people. Right. Yeah. The, I think the gall of the Chrisleys to have a reality TV show while they are committing all these financial crimes, they are under so much scrutiny 
from mm-hmm. the entire planet watching their dumb show. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Like that is that's Alec Murdoch, Mur- mm. Murdoch uh, hubris. Hubris. Right yep, right there for sure. Wild. Yep. Amy says half the schools in Oklahoma don't have AC. What? Yeah. That would be like schools in Idaho not having heat. Right. Yeah. That, that's definitely necessary. Yikes. Yeah. Not good. Maybe I'm just delicate. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But it would be, I mean, it would be a risk to human life here to not have heat. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, we can I survive think- without AC. I choose not to. Um, but yeah, yeah, but, but without heat, no, yeah. definitely. Yeah. That's, that's bad. Yeah. They were forced to wear flip-flops, have forced chain marches. Yeah. Like there was super dangerous stuff that was being done to those prisoners. Yeah. 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 Well, we probably better go. I so we'll we be should. back next week. We're looking at a really interesting case out of uh, Australia that I cannot wait to bring to you guys. Didn't do it tonight because it deserves an episode. Uh, a, a main segment. We didn't have time for that, but lots of interesting things afoot that we'll be back with. Also, Corey mm-hmm. Richens has been back in court a few times recently and I wanted to do something a little bit more sufficient with her as well. So Yeah, we need so to update her on that. Please. Yeah. For sure. Yep. So, well, you guys, thanks for being here. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody.